The law of attraction is meaning that you wish for the universe what you want to wish based on your first pillar. When you have the first pillar in place, you can put up the second pillar, which is wishing for everything for yourself, saying, I'm going to make this happen. That's what I want. Hey, universe, you know what? I'm not moving until I get what I want. I'm persistent, I'm consistent, and I'm standing here and I'm going to make it work. I'm going to get what I want. Yo, 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 what up? Welcome to the Mindful and Ruthless Podcast, where you will learn the mindset, mindset strategies, and the tactics in order to develop a full-stack life. Hey everybody, what's up? My name is Sagi Schreiber. I'm a designer and entrepreneur. So after having recorded 14 episodes interviewing some of the world's most successful creative entrepreneurs that I know of, I thought there was a good time to uh, basically make the much needed intro episode for the Mindful Notes show. So in this episode, I wanna share my story, my journey, and what brought me to launch this community in the first place. I talk about my previous podcasts, my communities that I built over time, about my failures and successes, and about the meaning of the name Mindful and Ruthless. Enjoy this episode, everyone. Enjoy the show in general, and let's get Mindful and Ruthless. Today's the first ever uh, solo episode of the show. This is a, a, the first ever solo episode on the show on one hand. On the other hand, this is not the first episode of this show. This is indeed probably the 15th episode of the show. And what this means is that it's, like, it's very exciting for me to have all the episodes come out already like and already have a, a, a thing going where I'm interviewing week after week. I'm interviewing amazing entrepreneurs. But the point of this show is to actually act as the first ever episode for the show, but already like uh, 14 episodes have been recorded already with amazing entrepreneurs, including Pat Flynn and, and way more. So the reason I, I'm doing this is I wanna just like tell you what this is about. Why, why am I doing this show? Why have I opened this podcast? This is not my first podcast, it's actually my third podcast. If you think about it, it's actually my fourth podcast. And this is my third community. I already had two previous communities, one which is still pretty active. Um, the other one is what I transitioned from um, into this. And, and so I had a lot of things going on in terms of like building communities, building tribes. I've been doing it in different formats. I've been blogging since 2011 with my first blog. And I'm, I'm, going, to, I'm going to tell you all about it. But first, just so you know, the Mindful show is a weekly live show going down here in Facebook, in the Facebook group of Mindful and Ruthless. So it is a live show, it is based inside a closed group. Only the people in the group can access live and ask any question that they have. So if you have any questions for me while I'm talking, please make sure to ask away. Feel free to ask away and, and I'll be here and, and happy to answer all your questions. So really happy to have you here. If you're here, just like you can say, hey, the hi emoji. And what I want to do is basically start with um, just like a recap on my story and how I came to be, to, how, to, how I came to a point where I could actually open this group, the Facebook group, the, the, the tribe, and also how I came to the point where I decided to launch a weekly show. So first of all, to those of you who don't know me, my name is Sagi. I'm a designer and entrepreneur. I have been a designer and entrepreneur since 2008, I guess. Calling myself an entrepreneur is not really easy. It's not really accurate as well. I'm not an entrepreneur since, since 2008. I had day jobs. I, had, I was like freelancing. I was in school. 
you know, I was starting design. It's four years while I was working. I was a designer. Um, I came from a background of sales. Uh, and when I say a background of sales, that's also not really accurate. It's telemarketing. So I used to work at telemarketing. I was actually pretty good. I was getting pretty good at, at that. And that's what, how I learned sales. I think today it applies to everything that we're doing. And after that, I decided I want to be a graphic designer. I didn't know what that meant. People told me there's no money in it. Uh, but I felt I want to do it just because I'm like uh, this creative person and I, and I feel I can, I can be good at it. I drew all the time. I was the person drawing in the class all the time and drawing the yearly, the yearly books in every, in every class, uh, in, in like in every grade that I was at. So it seemed natural to shift to just doing graphic design. I had no idea about graphic design. I was not a computer person. I was really not into computers at all. I didn't even know how to choose the right computer back then. But what I did is basically I started working in the field in order to test out the water to see if there's you know, any money in the business and also started applying for a design school. Meanwhile, so I got accepted to design school, started working and getting clients. And um, that's when I you know, used my, my selling background in order to sell myself to clients. And that's what I learned, you know, bringing in clients. Four years after I started design school, I uh, decided to launch a blog. The blog was called Pixel Perfect Magazine, and it was the first ever, in a way, uh, design blog in Israel uh, that featured articles on everything in terms of web design and user experience design. So I, I basically started writing about my experience as a freelance web designer and, and and user experience designer. Back then, the term user experience was not used. It was like a web designer. And I shared my experience. I shared all kinds of like uh, how-tos, and I shared my contract that I work with clients as a freelance. I shared like all kinds of like tips and tricks and tutorials. I started blogging about it. It was all in Hebrew. So that's how it picked up. It picked up um, because it was in a small niche, small niche of you know web designers in Israel. I knew I had what to say over here in this like small country of mine. And I, I just felt that it could grow to just be something big. I didn't know how I was going to make money. I didn't have plans on making money. And that was 2011. So, and what happened was it just blew up in a way. Six months later, I already got an offer to be the first on-site designer at Fiverr.com. I bet a lot of you have heard of Fiverr um, and Fiverr is like a marketplace for people to sell their services uh, back then it was only five dollars now it's way more as well but um, I was the first like design employee of the company after that I left and decided to open my own uh, to, to to have my own startup I co-founded I joined a couple of very amazing people and uh, we, we started working together we formed a startup called uh, Multa back then and then I, we got accepted to Opus Labs. And I'm saying this story completely wrong. I just want to, <laughs> it's not, I know it's not like the, the story plot, hero and a challenge and, you know, put the hero in the jungle and have lions attack them. And um, I'm, not, I'm not saying that to right now uh, to build momentum for anything. I'm just, I just want to really, really quickly go through my story because I bet a lot of you have already heard it. Basically, we got accepted to um, Opus Labs, which is a startup accelerator in the Silicon Valley. We flew out to Silicon Valley with our startup and, and it was just amazing. By the way, if you ever watched Silicon Valley, the show, it's exactly like that. You know, uh, some kind of nice villa in, in Mountain View in the you know, in Silicon Valley area. And every, like 
people working in the living room on laptops and uh, we had an office as well so we went to the office every morning but we did have that laptop going uh, in, the, in the living room and stuff it was pretty funny and it, how accurate it is and the whole startup game in that show so in it, well, well a week into that accelerator we actually had uh, like totally completely switched a product we not only pivoted we actually decided to build a whole new product because we decided that we have not succeeded with the previous startup. So we're, we're now going to build a new startup. Same team, different startup. Uh, the new startup was called TEPDAG um, and it was about competitive, in, uh, com competitive intelligence, meaning uh, you could see traffic of your, of your website, of your competitors' websites. And we had all kind of like functions in order to monitor your competitors, specifically on the web where if you had websites that are your competitors, you could find out not only traffic, but also who works there. And when they leave, you had a notification from LinkedIn saying that person left the company, maybe you can hire them, stuff like that. And that we just aggregated a lot of APIs into one long scroll landing page, which showed you the traffic and everything related to how they receive traffic and, and you know, like basically what, what's going on with their website. We also had some kind of like visual tracker if they changed landing pages and stuff. It was a pretty great product, I think, that we built. But after that, we came back to Israel and um, about, I guess, eight months in uh, with this startup, uh, we got acquired by a company called SimilarWeb. SimilarWeb is a competitive intelligence company. Russell Brunson mentioned it when he was uh, just this February in the 10X conference and you mentioned he's working with that all the time. And I was the first kind of like design employee at SimilarWeb. They worked with freelancers and they had great freelancer uh, working with them. Uh, but I was basically the first kind of like serious design hire. And back then we were 50 people. Uh, 50 people is a big startup, but I was already kind of like um, ready to take on the role, of like making sure the whole design stands great. and. I was doing everything, marketing design, product design, user experience, research, everything like, and, and then really quickly I started hiring. Now, when, I, when we joined SimilarWeb, just after they acquired us, one of my partners from the startup, uh, who was a uh, front-end developer, David and I, we decided to launch a new blog, an international blog about design, and we called it Hacking UI. We launched a new blog. Now, this was completely, again, like building audience from scratch. And it wasn't easy, but it was just like, you know, another, like, like I had Pixel Perfect. I already knew what to do. I already knew we're going to launch a weekly newsletter. We're going to have a blog where we post out as much as we can. And we're going to have sponsors for the newsletter. I was already making money with sponsors on Pixel Perfect. And I knew how to make money with sponsors now. I also had great connections. So I reached out to a couple of my connections, got them on board as sponsors. From the get-go, we were kind of like profitable, you can say. And we ran that as a side project. Now, at the time of SimilarWeb, um, when I had to recruit people for, to, to you know, work uh, in, on my team as designers, then I didn't know anything about managing designers. And I didn't know anything about, you know, how to be a, a good boss or a good design director. So what I did is I reached out to the most amazing design uh, directors and managers from the world, like um, people like Katie Deal, who was VP of experience at Airbnb, and um, John Lux, who's director of design, Facebook, and those kind of people, uh, Billy Kiley of Envision, and, and other amazing people. And I just like interviewed them and shared that interview as a podcast. That was my first ever podcast. It was called the Hacking UI Podcast, uh, and it was the first season called Scanning a Design Team. And that created a lot of buzz just because I really interviewed like the best of the best. So 
that's how I started. And just, you know, a couple of takeaways about that. When you have something at your day job and you want to, uh, if you have a day job and you have something that you want to kind of like learn, it's a great way to start a podcast. You interview great people, amazing people. You have an excuse to interview them. You have an excuse to get them on the phone. Hey, I have a podcast about this and that. How about I interview? And you get to ask the question that you want to learn from. And that's how I learned to be a great design manager. It took time, of course, and but I practiced what I learned. And I got better and um, I, I hired a team. Uh, by the time I left, we were already like a team of seven designers um, in the company. And there was two and a half years later and um, the company was already 350 people and I was managing the design uh, operations of the entire company. So it was, it was a huge role. By the time I left SimilarWeb, a couple of things happened. One is, one is I already had a mortgage and two kids. <laughs> um, so I already had a family. Two, I had uh, the, like already a podcast in Pixel Perfect as well that I started. I actually had two podcasts at that time um, because I had one podcast which is called, um, well, I called it Walking the Dog just because I did one and was walking my dog. Um, and, the, and the second was like Ask Sagi. People like are asking me stuff from the community and I answer back. I, like I took a lot of inspiration from Ask Pat. Um, and then I had the Hacking UI podcast. And by the time I left, I was already on the second season, which was all about scaling, um, it was scaling a side project. People that had side projects and got to the point where they're living their day jobs. So I, was, I, wanted, I wanted to learn about that. That was the next step of me learning about stuff. So when you have a podcast, you should interview people that you care about, like asking them. That's why I'm right now interviewing people on the Mindform and Ruthless show. You're going to hear people that I care about learning from. Like I, I don't really, you know, I know that it, it might be a bit selfish, but hey, like I want to learn stuff and I get them best people to learn from and I bet that what I want to learn you want to learn too and that's in the in the way that I put this community together it's because I I know that people who care about what I care about and share the same values would enjoy and benefit from the show just as much as I am so that's why I was doing this show so far so yeah in terms of in going back to the podcast and everything so I had I decided to leave similar web uh, in order to do hacking UI full time. We were making money by then. So the first year that we had hacking UI, we made about 6K um, as a side project, which is nice to make like $6,000 as a side project with sponsors and such. And we had a whole uh, way to already reach out to them, um, like cold emails. We had like uh, the whole process in place. And the second year, we managed to scale that to 66K. That, that's $66,000 as a side project. And then we're like, wait a second. So if we made just 66K and we can make, can, can we leave our day jobs and maybe make 200K? Because that will make a salary for two people, like on high tech salaries here in Israel at least. And we said, okay, why don't we try that? Like uh, we have a chance of doing that. Why don't we take that chance? And um, like I was already at a bit of a risk back then because I didn't have savings. We just bought a home. And I was with two kids. My wife was actually not working, a move that we made on her sake for her to go back and study because she wanted to complete her degree. So it was risky, but I said, you know what? I'm doing something I'm doing as always, which is I spot an opportunity and then I commit to it and then carry it out later. Basically commit first, carry it later. That was the approach. It's an approach that I take in everything I do. That's how I launched um, Pixel Perfect back then. That's how we launched Hacking UI. That's how I launched... Any course that I launch, I launch it like this. I just commit to it. I announce it. Uh, sometimes I even start selling before I have anything, and then I have it. And I bring, I make sure to to supply the demand. 
so basically I am, I'm what, what I did, I just like, I left my day job. We started working on hacking UI full time. Now hacking UI as a, as a, as a, you know, as a, as a business did not work out. It did not work out because of a lot of reasons. Um, taking it on myself, I think like, I didn't have a plan for it. Like for like, at least a plan that I was, I knew it can be happening. I, I, I knew it could be happening. I knew it was realistic in one way, but it was like ambitious on the other. I didn't have a vision. I didn't even write down those goals. And I think we also like our, as partners, Devin and I, we pulled in separate directions um, all the time. So partners is a tricky thing, a tricky thing. And David was a really, really good friend of mine. And, you know, having partners as a side project is one thing. Being partners as a full-time job is another thing. It's completely different. Uh, and having a partner is like a marriage. So I can talk a whole lot about this exactly, like, you know, about like having partners and, and the insights that I have out of that. Um, David is an amazing human being. And I know I'm a pretty good human being as well, but you know, we just didn't connect. So some people just like can't work together on some point. It's not because of specific things, it's just because of, you know, the way it works. So um, remember partnership is a marriage and don't get into any partnership if you don't believe that this is a marriage, right? Because breaking up is the same thing. So um, basically at one point I found myself in a lot of debt, um, also due to a personal loan I took on myself in order to make the business work, uh, it didn't work out and I was in debt and I was in a very tough spot. <clears throat> I was working so hard, so hard. I, I haven't seen my wife. I uh, haven't seen my kids. I was working way harder than I worked in similar web, uh, which was a very demanding startup. But still, I, I didn't leave similar web to work harder. I left in order to have my, you know, four hour work week, right? I left to have, to make smart passive income. I left to live the life, launch online courses, enjoy. Right, but you know what? It just didn't work out. Like, really didn't. And the thing is that, and I told this story on on the Pat Flynn uh, show. And if you want to hear the the whole story, you can go to Pat Flynn's SPI and listen to episode three twenty six. I'll also link it link it here in the show notes. So I think that I, like you know, I just didn't have a vision for myself, and I didn't have. I didn't know where I was taking with business. I was trying all kinds of things, feeling I'm like full gas and neutral. And that's what a lot of entrepreneurs, I guess a lot of you can probably relate to that as well. <clears throat> the thing is, I wasn't tough enough with myself. I wasn't ruthless with my gut feeling. I wasn't following my gut feeling all along. I left the business at about May or something like that um, in 2017. But I already knew around November, 2016 that this is not going to work out i had that feeling inside of me i had that feeling which was like this is not working out like we're pulling in separate directions i'm going this way he's going this way like in a way i had that feeling in me but i was like no sagi you're like you should be the best partner you should be the best um person and, and you know it it was hard for me to accept that and also my environment was not really helping out my environment was also like yeah i mean you want to be an entrepreneur you got to be the best partner here is like entrepreneurs is only with partners and and you know it's like you you got to go all, all in go all the way and that's what i did and i found myself separated from my partner in total debt in a pretty shitty relationship with my wife back then not seeing my kids feeling like a complete failure and 
yeah, so I got to a very low point. At that point, I said to myself, you know what, I, I got to do something about this. I had a specific point where I was like, really, like I was uh, walking my dog and just like at one night and calculations running through my mind. I, I really remember that so clearly how it just, all of a sudden, I just like I broke down and cried. I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't figure out how I'm going to make money in two weeks from now when the, the mortgage is coming down and all the kids' daycares are coming down and the payments. So there's so many things that are, are going down and I have no way to bring income to the family. And we're going down. We're like in crazy overdraft and in debt. We're just no way for me to do anything about it and I'm gonna let everybody down I don't even have enough time to bring clients I don't have enough time nobody would want me for a day job right now so fast and if they, even if they do the salary won't pay my debt right now for the next couple like I don't know how many years and I was feeling such a uh, it was really a bad thing so yeah so I, I what I did is I I told myself okay great like you cried that's great get out of your system now what that was a moment where I decided to flip the script. I decided to now take drastic measures. And I decided to, first of all, reach out for help from the best people that I trust that can give me advice. People that have been in my situation in a way, people that I feel can give me the good advice that I'm looking for. So I reached out to Jason Zook. I reached out to Calvin Wayman, um, uh, both amazing entrepreneurs. Jason Zook really, really helped me out. Uh, one of the things that I remember he told me on the call, he just like went on the call with me, two calls of one hour. This guy was super generous. And um, he was just like, Sagi, you know what? You should say to yourself, it's Sagi time. Right now it's Sagi time and that's what you need to care about, uh, nothing else. And like, right, like, you know, I'm caring so much about like, disappointing my my wife my partner my by telling him i'm leaving him by by my my kids i'm worried about disappointing the whole world my followers uh, my audience that and you know i told them i left my day job and stuff and now i'm all of a sudden getting clients again and not doing the passive income thing and like i you know what Sagi? you need to take care of yourself what do you need to do right now to take care of yourself okay i need to find clients you know um that was so and i need to leave the business i need to start a blank new page um, as an entrepreneur and I decided to do so I reached out to Calvin he told me dude let's get on a, let's get on a, on a call and and we'll see if I can help you out and then he offered me the coaching service and to basically hire him as a coach uh, which cost so much money it was it was just a kind of like like oh my god uh, so I but I took it I decided to do it anyways just because I, I told myself this is something that I need to get done um, I need to make this work. And Kevin has a very similar story as well. By the way, Jason Zook was also in debt and got out of debt. Kevin um, was in debt and got out of debt by, by hiring coach and, and um, getting help in that direction. And, and once I did that, Kevin told me a couple of things that really, really helped me. Like he helped me, one, he helped me build my vision. He's like, dude, do you have a vision? I'm like, no, all right, let's build you a vision. I built me a vision, told, told me the whole methodology around that. And, um, and that's one thing. Second thing he told me is like, you got to start meditating again. You got to go back to your, um, you, he, he told me start meditating. He didn't know I have a background in Buddhism. Like I, I, I was like meditating for a whole lot in my 20s. And I was in a Buddhist uh, community. 
and I was like really into like I went after after my army service I, I flew to the Southeast Asia to Southeast Asia to learn about Buddhism I was in Shaolin for a month and then I was um, in Burma and I learned from amazing Buddhist teachers and I really connected to the Buddhism thing and I was practicing meditation and mindfulness for a whole lot and that's in a way um, I feel my whole business was built on karma um, and I, I tried to build it based on karma just saying if I'm a good person give value out to the community um, I see value back in return and that's I saw it with pixel perfect my blog I saw it with so many other things that I've done in my career helping out others really brought me back um, money like so so it, it made sense when Kevin told me to start meditating every day I'm like huh like why didn't I do that before why why did I need to hear it right now when I'm in this worst situation why didn't I just listen to my own kind of like background and do it and be mindful and so that's the mindful part I you gotta be mindful as an entrepreneur if you want to succeed I think that's one thing on the other hand like Jason said Jason said Sagi time you need to listen to yourself listen to your gut feeling you gotta be ruthless with your gut feeling that's the ruthless part mindful and ruthless that's what this community is about. That's what this show is about. That's why you're going to hear every week on this, uh, in this group, in this show, whether it's on YouTube, whether it's the podcast, whether it's like me just talking to you, whether it's the workshops that I have, the webinars that I'm going to do, the coaching services that I have going on, my mastermind group, everything is going to be about helping entrepreneurs step up their game, getting out of the struggle and basing it on being mindful and ruthless. So just before I finish it off, and, and now that I told you why I built this community, it's like this community is my way of now saying, you know what, I helped designers do better design. That was my two previous communities. One is still active, by the way, and I have online courses and I have a physical, physical course, uh, Pixel Perfect, my Israeli blog. So it's super active. I have a weekly newsletter there. Um, and that's my niche thing it's my baby it's my community i love pixel perfect i love um i love the, my community there but again like helping designers be better designers is not what i set out to do and right now what i want to help is actually i want to help people fulfill their lives in the best possible way and i think that we all are um we we can like a lot of us are already having the lifestyle thing in place and i i'm talking to a lot of entrepreneurs they already got amazing relationship with their uh wives or husbands or they're trying to do that as well as they can they're already like having like the gym going on and they get it they go to the gym they take care of their health and diet and stuff like that okay but not at the best level that's one thing and the second thing the most important thing is their business we are all facing this thing that was engraved in us right i mean money's bad money's the root of all evil rich people are are bad people um they're greedy don't be greedy right we were said don't be greedy we said like money doesn't grow on trees you know like you know businessmen are cold and, and cold stone-hearted so all of these things that i was brought up as like, you know, my society, my environment, I found out that it's not only me, it's everybody. And I wanna help entrepreneurs like me, like I was a little over a year ago. Like I wanna help those kind of people. I wanna help those people get to where I'm at today, where everything I'm doing is getting traction. Everything I'm doing is succeeding. Everything I'm wishing for myself is happening. Everything that, like, everything that I want for myself is 
I'm, I'm making it come to life. And to finish off, I just want to, so I just want to finish with a couple of things. One, not everything that I, like, I don't consider myself a success yet. Like, and, and, you know, and success is, I think, in a way, in the journey itself. Um, but I am, go- I, I am seeing myself on the way to success. My graph is going way up, and I believe in myself right now. I have more self, like, in, in a way, I have more self-confidence than I had in my whole entire career. So I know I'm going in the right direction. And that's because, number two, you need three pillars for success. And I'm going to say it over and over and over again. And those three pillars are, as I see it, it's vision, it's action, and it's direction. So vision, action, direction, what does it mean? It means, one, the clarity of vision. You have to have a vision for yourself as an entrepreneur in order to make things work for you. In order to do that, I have a complete training going down in this group for you guys. If you haven't gone through this training, you should really should. If you're listening to the podcast or watching this on YouTube or something like that, just go to Mindful and Ruthless, join the group and you'll get the training. It's like in Messenger, I made it as a conversational training where you watch videos throughout. I'm like, I'm messaging you and, and I'm sending you videos and you're watching the videos. I'm saying, okay, ready for the next one. You say yes. And we're, we're continuing this thing. Um, it's like a three-part video series. And this is so impactful. This is what changed my life, building this vision back then with Kelvin, my coach. And now I'm giving it to you. To, I, I made it available for the masses in, in the form of a uh, digital training on Messenger. So if you haven't done this, you can have the first pillar in place tonight. So please do. All right. Just wanted to take a short break here. Um, if you listen to this episode all the way here, it means you probably find value in it, right? So, well, I wanted to just let you know that this is a weekly show and it's published first on the Mindful and Ruthless Facebook group as it's recorded live. Yes, this is a Facebook live interview and it basically allows you to interact with the speakers and myself and ask questions as we're recording the podcast and we are trying to answer all of those questions so if you haven't already be sure to search and join the mindful and ruthless group on facebook i promise you you'll find amazing value in joining this community as long as basically joining a community with a lot of other amazing entrepreneurs so all right back to the episode that's the first thing second thing is when i said action I mean two things, the law of taking action, but you also need the law of attraction. So the law of attraction is meaning that you wish for the universe what you want to wish based on your first pillar. When you have the first pillar in place, you can put up the second pillar, which is wishing for everything for yourself, um, saying, I'm going to make this happen. That's what I want. Hey, universe, you know what? I'm not moving until I get what I want. I'm persistent. I'm consistent. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm standing my ground. I'm going to get what I want. And the way I described it is like, you know, yeah, you can drop a bucket of rain or shit on me. I don't care. I'm standing here and I'm going to make it work. I'm going to get what I want. And you know what? Once you, once you take that stance, once you commit to doing that, once you say to yourself and to those around you, I'm going to get there. I'm going to get to exactly where I want. That's when things start becoming a reality. That's when things start to happen. And that's where your subconscious starts sending like the, the proper signals to your brain, to your conscious mind, exactly at the right time. Exactly at the right time when you need to identify an opportunity and take action, that's when it happens. So I can, I can give multiple uh, instances where that helped me. Um, like also when I met Pat Flynn, 
I just spotted an opportunities over and over and over again. All right, meet up in San Diego. I was not knowing of this meetup, but then I heard of it. Okay, going to the landing page. Tickets sold out. Okay, how can I get there? How can I get there? How can I get there? Someone posted that he's selling his ticket. Boom, I jumped on this guy. <laughs> like I was the first one reaching out and I got the ticket. Went there. I told myself, I'm persistent. I'm standing here. I'm going to make Pat, like, remember me. I'm not going to be one of those people that are just asking for a selfie. And, you know, all those things that come together. Um, eventually, now I'm working with Pat Flynn and I'm on his mastermind group. And this is completely amazing. And it's, it's taking my business to a whole other level. And, and I've been on the show. Like, how awesome and crazy is that? So what I want to say is once you have the vision in place, and in the vision, um, about seven months before that, when I wrote my vision, I said, I want to I wanna meet and I want to be on the podcast of one of two people, either JLD or Pat Flynn. And that happened. And I met both of them in the same night. And I, I, I'm now actually working with both of them in a way. So it's, it's that. It just happens. So taking action with the law of attraction. Okay, that's number two. Number three, pillar number three. When you have the clarity of vision in place and then you're starting to take action with the proper law of attraction, then, then you're getting to basically accountability and mentorship, right? That's the direction. Number three is direction. Accountability and mentorship. And um, this is something that is not talked about enough in the entrepreneurial space. I don't know why, by the way, um, but if you want to reference that, just go to when I interviewed Pat Flynn here on the Mindful and Ruthless show, just check out that episode because Pat Flynn just mentioned he has his family up high here. I'm holding my hand high. And just what, like just below that, just really below that, his family, he has his mastermind group. So just think about it. Like Pat Flynn mentions his mastermind group is, is, is like closer, dearest, dearest to him than his friends in a way. It's it, like people just don't talk about it enough. This it's just like it's something that exists though. Every great entrepreneur has a coach, has mastermind groups, has programs. If he needs to get something done, he gets the coach for it. And the way I see it is like I'm in the ring. Um, I'm in the ring right now, fighting, right? Like I'm fighting, I'm fighting, I'm fighting. I'm like, and I need people in my corner. I can't fight alone. You need great people in your corner. So as of today, I already have about four coaches. Basically, I'm in a mixture of like four masterminds slash programs slash one-on-one coaching with four different people, okay? Um, so I am, I, I actually took that and I'm now invested all of the, all the money that I had in my business from the past year, I invested it back into the business in form of mentorship and accountability. That's the third pillar in place. And once you have that, you skyrocket your business, skyrocket. And on that third note, um, so that's why I have the mastermind group, which is as of today, it's still open, um, limited spots though. And I already have people signing up and, and applying. I can, I'll put the link here as well. If you, if you consider yourself, uh, if you want to apply, but um, this is something that provides the third pillar. So again, first pillar, clarity of vision, go get that, uh, go get that vision, like a vision map uh, training. If you haven't yet, please do. Book yourself an hour for that, maybe half an hour or, you know what, take an hour for that. Book yourself this already today if you can, if not tomorrow or this week, put it in your calendar, go to the training, do your vision, get your vision done, okay? So that's one thing. And then 
After that, just make sure you have the proper law of attraction taking action on it. After that, if you feel ready, um, you can apply for my, uh, my mastermind group or any other coach that you, that you think is in your game. Just make sure you find someone who is in your game, has greater success in your game, and also um, that you share the same, uh, same values with. That's the most important thing. Like, you know, I, for instance, I, like, you know, I would love Gary Vaynerchuk um, as my, you know, as, as, a, as a mentor or something like that, but I would not have him as a one-on-one coach. Definitely not. I don't share the same values. I want to see my family. I want family life. That's one of the most important things for me. It's not one of the most, it's the most important thing for me. So um, that's, that's the kind of like thing when I'm talking about values, like Gary Vaynerchuk is one of the most amazing entrepreneurs that I most admire, but I would prefer not taking coaching from him. I would prefer Pat Flynn, right? Because Pat Flynn has his family down. He has the passive income thing going down. He created success, but he also, I, he also like, I'm, I want to be like Pat when I grow up kind of, you know, like kind of like, I would, I would switch places, uh, it, it, not because I hate my life, I love my life, but I'm saying like, think about like, would you switch places in a different parallel universe with him? Um, yeah, for sure. Um, like, um, because I, I'm really connecting to what he's doing um, with his family and his business. So that's the thing you need to think about. Those are the kind of people that you want as your coaches and on your side at the ring, okay, at your corner. So everybody, I hope you enjoyed this show. The Mindform Rules show is this weekly show that you will find the most amazing entrepreneurs that are sharing their knowledge, their experience, that they made bold decisions. People who are mindful but ruthless with their gut feeling and their actions. You're going to find people who have those three pillars in place. They have their vision and they have their action going down with the law of attraction and they have, of course, mentorship and accountability. All of those people, all the successful people that you hear, here on the show already have that going down for themselves. So everybody, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, have a great day, night, wherever you're in the world. Uh, love you all. This is my, like, this is, this is the community that I really, really care about. I care about all of you deeply. Um, and I would love to one day meet each and every one of you. And so, yeah. And lastly, um, it's, it's a good point to mention if like, as of this, uh, you know, as of this day, um, next week, I'm flying off to the U.S. for a small tour. Um, I'm actually going to be in San Diego. And then after that, in Orlando, Florida. After that, in Columbus, Ohio. Um, I'm going to be at, um, I'm going to be hosting a workshop with um, Amy, who's here in this group. And she has an amazing community called Moms on Eternity. And that's a, a whole community of of mom entrepreneurs, mompreneurs um, that are, are also just moms with a day job that, you know, want, want the best life for themselves. And I'm going to host the Vision Workshop in San Diego at the 22nd of September. So if you're in San Diego, by any chance, you should totally be there. Just like DM me and I'll give the details. Then after that, we're going to a mastermind event with Pat Flynn and the mastermind group. We're going to be at a villa for a couple of days, just us uh, masterminding. It's going to be awesome. After that, I'm flying off to FinCon in Orlando, Florida, uh, where I'm gonna be hanging out with uh, Monica Louie, uh, Facebook ads expert, who I also interviewed on the show, and a lot of amazing entrepreneurs that are coming from the, from the marketing side and the um, finance, personal finance uh, blogging world. Um, so that's FinCon after that, I'm flying out to Ohio. In Ohio, I'm going to be attending Lewis House's event, The Summit of Greatness. 
some of the greatness. I'm going to be hanging out with my man, Kelvin Wayman, my coach. Um, we're going to be hanging out there together and I'm going to meet a lot of amazing entrepreneurs. Uh, other people who are like coaches and people are on the greatness going on in the world, right? Um, so Summit of Greatness, great event. If any of you all are considering tickets to any of those, um, let me know. I'll see if I can hook you up. And anyways, um, if you are going to those events, let me know. And especially if you're in San Diego, I would love to see you at my workshop and would love to talk to you. So everybody, have a great day now, wherever you're on the road. I'll see you on the next one. Peace. And that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, I would love if you could help me out and please rate this on iTunes. This is a new podcast, so reviews on iTunes go a long way and also ensure that more people will just get to enjoy it. You only have to do this once and not every episode and it has a tremendous impact. Also, if you haven't yet, I would love to invite you to join the Mindful and Ruthless group on Facebook where I host this show live and also share so much more with the members of the community. This will be a chance for me to get to know you better and I love connecting with my audience. Alright, so until next time, remember to be mindful and ruthless. Ruthless with your gut feeling. Ruthless with your journey. Don't let anybody take you off your path, my friend. Keep on and I'll see you on the next episode. Peace. Every great entrepreneur has a coach, has a mastermind group, has a program. Please get something done with some coach for it. But again, helping designers be better designers set up to do. And right now what I want to help is actually I want to help people fulfill their lives in the best possible way. 